All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a bonus episode of the Blue Oval Podcast. My name is Garrett Zatlin. Today, you'll notice that there is no intro music. There is no fancy edits. Uh, there was likely kids screaming in the background uh, next to the park, uh, next to my house here. Um, it's a very uh, rough draft here as we attempt to preview today the Big Ten Outdoor Championships. And by we, I mean me. It's just going to be mean today. Uh, it's probably a very, very short episode, maybe 20, 30 minutes, but with the Pac-12 and the ACC already previewed on the site. I wanted to give the Big Ten some attention, some love here. Um, I thought it would be just, you know, a good thing to do here. Um, SEC started a little too late for us um, in order for that to uh, that preview to be pumped out. And then Big 12, I would do the Big 12, but there are no entries at the time of uh, recording. So um, a little odd there, but at the end of the day, Big Ten, you deserve a brief spotlight here. Uh, an attempt to kind of get you guys some content. Um, so only appropriate that we start with the preview today. Let me dive into the order of events, the distance events. So again, we're gonna we're gonna go uh, 800 up to the 10k, and then of course the steeplechase as well. So let's start there. Let's start actually with the uh, the 1500. We'll take a look at some of the uh, heats there on the women's side. First thing right off the bat, first heat. Really like Katie Osika a lot. I think she's super underrated. Uh, 438 miler, if I'm remembering correctly. She doesn't always get the attention that I think she deserves, whether it's behind Jenna Magnus or behind you know, the attention of a few other women. But she's really solid and she's really consistent. And she consistently plays a role in some of these more competitive Big Ten races. I like her quite a bit. I also like Madeline Ulam of uh, Penn State, who's listed as the eligibility of a freshman. She's really solid. I mean, if I'm remembering correctly, 414 for 1,500 meters, really solid talent. Um, has made a really strong progression, and we've seen this progression since the start of the year. I like her quite a bit out of this heat. And then Vic, uh, Victoria Hellengenthal, and I apologize if I'm messing up that name, but Wisconsin, uh, she's been really strong this year, very consistent. She's not really going to blow you out of the water with her performances, but you can usually rely on her to produce a decent result, uh, you know, a decent time. Uh, I think Wisconsin's really been leaning on her as of late when it comes to relays and scoring points and, you know, having a big name into certain fields. So I like Helen Gethal, uh quite a bit. And I'm, again, sorry if I'm butchering that name. Um, I don't, again, I don't know how much of a splash she's going to make, but I do think that she could be a potential player in this field. He too, um, you know, if I'm kind of going off the top of my head here, the obvious thing is Olivia Howell. She's a stud. And she hasn't quite made the same fireworks this spring that she did in the winter, but she's still been great. She's still been really, really solid. Um, and I just think that she's probably going to win this race overall, even into the finals. I don't think she's going to win easily. I don't think she's going to win comfortably. But I do think that she's probably going to win this, depending on how you view some a few of the other women, especially because Hal peaks in the postseason. We saw this last year. So I saw... I see how more as a title contender for this race, and I think this will kind of be her uh, postseason peak, if you will, as, as she begins to reach that same point that she did last year. Um, same thing with uh, Samantha Tran uh, that I kind of said about uh, Victoria Hellingethal. She's just consistent. She's always there. Nice range into the 800 meters sometimes, as well as, as, well as into uh, a few other events. I think she's just really solid, and she always gets the job done. I think she has enough racing skills and enough in her racing arsenal to get out of these prelims. 
Um, but again, I, I don't know how comfortable I feel about a handful of these women, uh, mainly because a lot of these women I just don't know enough about uh, to really have like a good opinion on. But I do think that Hal and uh, Tran are, are two really solid picks there as well. And then moving into the final heat, heat three, uh, the big name that immediately sticks out to me is Alex Carlson here. I mean, Alex Carlson, the, the freshman star from Rutgers, has been really, really solid. I mean, she's been so great this year, was outstanding in the mile and in the uh, 3,000 meters. Unfortunately, didn't make the national meet last uh, last winter, but she is really good. I mean, she she can certainly get out of this heat, and I think that she can probably contend with Hal. Um, again, I don't think any of this is easy. Like, she still has to go through a, a veteran in Hannah Stoffel from Indiana. You know, that is not an easy matchup there. Uh, Jenna Barker from Indiana as well. Uh, there's a handful of women uh, in this who are solid talents, but Carlson is very clearly the best talent in this heat, and I think she advances pretty easily. So in terms of actual official predictions, I'm going to say it's going to be how I'm going to give it to Carlson, and then my top three will round it out with Katie Osika. I think that's probably a, a pretty good pick. Um, I really wanted to put Madeline Ulam in there, but I think, again, going Hal, Carlson, and Katie Osika, I think those are the right choices there. Men's 1,500 meters, man, great, great first heat. I mean, this is going to be really interesting. This is where you could potentially see a, a few you know, upsets being ousted early in the prelim rounds. Jonathan Davis, the Illinois star, 336, I believe, this season at uh, Brian Clay. Just a stud. I mean, he's just the best. I mean, he, he is undeniably the best runner in this entire field. Star during the winter months has really found his niche here. Um, I, I do think that he's probably the best one here. That said, he's not unbeatable, as we saw at the indoor championships for the Big Ten last winter. Because also in this field is Ben Veach. Indiana's Ben Veach, who, by the way, split 353 for uh, the mile on the anchor leg of a DMR this past winter. Veach is a problem. Like, he will not go away. He may not win every Big Ten title, but he's going to make things really challenging for you. And I, I'm not saying that Davis is, is necessarily going to be upset or that he's going to lose, but I think Veach could, could make things difficult for him. You know, especially if the race is tactical enough, it, it could get really interesting. Um, and also in this heat are names like Brandon Hans, who's run 341 for 1,500 meters this year out of Penn State. You know, a guy who I've been very, very high on for a long, long time, um, but just hasn't really had his chance to really stand out. And oh, by the way, Jack Meiser of Wisconsin, he's also in this heat. Really solid distance talent in his own right. How about Owen Hoft, another great distance talent from Minnesota. Fairly underrated, if you ask me. Kyle Mao. Now, Kyle Mao has not had the same season that he's had in the past. He's just not the same runner as he once was. But you can't ignore him. He's really good. And I'll admit, I'm not even sure if he's going to get out of this heat. But it's not like talent just disappears. You know? I mean, the, the guy is still really, really good. And I'm, I'm not ready to just write him off just because he hasn't had the best season ever. I still think he's really, really talented and could play a role in this race. Moving to Heat 2 here, um, a few names, but first one, Adam Spencer. I mean, when we talk about guys who could threaten Jonathan Davis, 
you could actually argue that maybe Adam Spencer is like the biggest challenger, not Ben Veach. And I think you'd have a good choice, like a good choice there in terms of who could potentially upset Davis. I mean, he has, he has run 337, Spencer has. He's been great when dropping, you know, up and down. I I like him a lot. I mean, he was really close to Reed Brown and Christian Noble at the Oregon Relays in that 1,500-meter race, and he's been consistent in a lot of his, his mile races. So I, I think he's solid. Um, he'll breeze through this this heat here. Um, John Pastruno, underrated at Michigan State. Solid, consistent miler, 1,500-meter runner. Ran uh, sub-4 uh, in the Big Ten mile prelims uh, last winter, this past winter. And then uh, I believe ran 340, 341, something along those lines um, this spring. He's really solid. Like He's a guy that will just find his way into some of these more competitive races, at least as of late. You know, He has a history of being pretty successful pretty often. And now that he kind of has an understanding of how to be competitive in these large-scale meets, I think he has a chance to do really, really well. So moving on. Then move on here to a, the next heat, the last heat. Uh, Nick Foster, uh, a sub four miler who is an outstanding talent. Jackson Sharp, I believe, another sub four miler. Eli Hoft, um, Tom Dodd of Michigan is probably the the main guy that you need to watch out for. Three thirty nine, I believe, this season at the Duke Invitational. Um, he's been a strong eight hundred uh, fifteen guy this year. He just ran one forty eight. He he is. Another guy who I'm like, you know what? Maybe on the right day, he peaks. And maybe he surprises a few people. I, I actually really like Tom Dodd quite a bit. I think there are a lot of good signs for him. He was a little quiet during the indoor season, but this this spring, he's been really solid. And I just I think he just jumps off the page a bit more than a few other guys. So uh, watch out for Tom Dodd. Ultimately, I'm going to say in terms of my predictions. And man, this is really hard because I kind of want to throw in Tom Dodd somewhere, but I think it's going to be Jonathan Davis. I think it's going to be Ben Veach. And then I think what's going to be uh, Adam Spencer in that order. So Davis one, Veach two, and Spencer three. My logic is Davis is just flat out the best and he's continued to, to excel this spring he should understand how to go out and win this race. He's learned from enough of his competition. I, I think he is a. I, I think there's a lot of good signs to suggest that he can win this race. Veach has proven that he will not go away easily. He will always be a factor, especially in the Big Ten. And then Spencer, I think, for as as good as those other guys are, he he's just you, you can't ignore a three thirty seven guy, and a three thirty seven guy finishing lower than third in this race. Would be tough, but you know the Big Ten has often been tactical, so you don't really know um, in terms of how those races unfold. All right, ten thousand meters again. This is in the order of events, ladies and gentlemen. We finally have it. We finally have Jenna Magnus running the ten k. Unbelievably, despite running fifteen twenty six for five thousand meters, Magnus has never run the ten k. At least not collegiately, which is. Pretty absurd when you really think about it. Um, she's going to win this race. It's just a matter of how fast will she run it. Um, Magnus is just flat out the best. She's the best endurance athlete. I We've been saying actually, and you can listen to some past podcasts, we've been saying that Magnus is probably at her best in the 10K. And I hope she goes after that because I think that's where her best, I you know, 
her best chance for a national title is. But how fast will she run? And I, I think she's, I mean, she's capable of going well under 33 minutes. But is this field even going to get her to that point? Because no one in the Big Ten has run faster than 33-30. So, I, I, I don't know. I, I think Magnus is the clear and obvious favorite to win. After that, we'll kind of see what happens. A little surprised to not see Michaela Perez of Michigan State in there. She is the second best name in the Big Ten so far this season for uh, 10,000 meters. I, I think I probably like Lindsey Graham at that second spot. She's experienced. She's been to the national meet before. You know, super like I said, super experienced. I just like her a lot, and I, I just think that there's not there's not a whole lot of chance that I really see her running poorly. She just always delivers. Um, now, one name who's kind of a little bit on the fringe in terms of not really knowing what they're are going to do is Shea Ruley. Shea Ruley? Apologies if I'm messing up that that name. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just not doing well with, with uh, Wisconsin names today. She has had a lot of really sneaky good results. She ran 3,000 meters this past winter and ran 921 in that event, Stanford Invite ran 33:30, which is the Big Ten lead this season. Now Oregon Relays just a few weeks ago ran 16:01 for 5,000 meters. I like Ruley a lot. I, I I think there's a lot there for her. I still think she's young. I still think she's really just coming into her own. The 10,000 meters is a really tough race when Jenna Magnus is going to probably drag this out. She's probably my third favorite in this one in terms of my third place pick there. Um, I think the momentum is on her side, but I mean, I just don't think she has the experience or just the, she's just not the level yet that maybe Graham is. And, and maybe she is, I don't know. I mean, times this season will suggest otherwise. So uh, well, I think we also have to talk about the Haas twins, specifically Bethany Haas, and how she's just not been herself this year. She just has, not this season at least. She was okay during the winter months, pretty solid, just never got to the national meet, which was a little surprising, but that's just what happens. But this spring, she's just not been good. She hasn't broken 34 minutes in the 10,000 meters. She hasn't broken 16 minutes in the 5,000 meters. It's a little surprising for someone of her caliber. Kind of like Kyle Mao, he, she has to be part of this conversation because her history of success is just too good. I'm a little surprised that she's not in, you know, really in the conversation here. Um, Megan Haas could be, but um, I, I also am not sure if she's really at that level um, to really kind of be a top three runner. Maybe she is, maybe she is, but we'll see. So overall, I'm going to take uh, Magnus one, Graham two, and uh, Shea Ruli uh, three. I will go in that order for the predictions. 10,000 meters. This is a heck of a matchup. I mean, this is going to be really interesting. Because you got the Wisconsin contingent. You got Charlo, uh, Charlie Wheeler and Seth Hirsch and Shuei Baljabali. You've got um, Bob Liking. You've got Arjun, uh, not Arjun Jaw. You got uh, Evan Bishop, excuse me. Arjun Jaw's with Indiana. You've got a lot of those guys, right? And then you've got Morgan Beetlescombe, who's running his first ever 10K as well, just like his teammate Jenna Magnus. This is going to be an interesting field. You also have Devin Myrer of Michigan out there. Kurt Eckstein uh, as well of Purdue. Max Murphy, the Iowa standout. There's a, a few really nice names here. Um, on paper, you would expect Beatlescombe 
to win this. I he should with a question mark. <laughs> um, I will say Wisconsin. I like that Wisconsin can kind of, can can kind of control this field if they want to. Um, Liking is really really good. He's running the thirteen thirties for five thousand meters. Um, he does well in long distance races. In fact, a lot of these guys do, which is kind of obvious if they're running the ten k. Um, Hirsch and Al Jabali. I mean, if they're content with letting Beetlescomb go and then controlling the rest of the scoring spots, that might be the case. I mean, that just might happen. I mean, Eckstein could make something happen. I think Murphy is a solid name. Um, I think he's really talented. Like, I think he can kind of run a little bit of everything. I'm not entirely sure how he'll run. He could play second. He could play out of the scoring spots. Um, he's just such a variable name. I don't really have a good read on him yet. Um, but he's he's talented. Devin Myrer, um, solid veteran talent. Usually a pretty safe bet. I don't think he's always been super consistent this year. But you know, I I don't think he can. I don't think you could go wrong by predicting Myrer as a scorer. Same thing with Tom Brady of Michigan. So there's a lot of really solid names here. I'm gonna go. I'll take Beetlescomb one. I'll take. Bob Liking, too. And I think Seth Hirsch, he could be due for something. By the way, if you're listening to this, I heard that Hirsch might be going to Colorado as a grad transfer. Don't know that for a fact. Um, but that will be interesting if I can ultimately figure that out. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that that's what I'm going with. But really, I mean, I, you could probably mess around with a handful of these scores and a handful of these positions. I don't feel great after Beatles comb. And I would assume that Beetlescomb's going to go out and win. He's probably talented enough just to go out there and outrun the field. He's probably talented enough to outkick the leaders. I think the latter is more likely, um, but we'll see what happens. I mean, him running, if he runs anything like in the 2840s or 30s, he might be one of the most versatile Big Ten runners I can remember in Big Ten history. All right, let's move on to Saturday now. Let's look at the 800 meters. Interesting fields here. 800 meters, uh, I'm not going to lie, I'm kind of looking through some of these fields and I go through these heats and I'm thinking, man, how many of the top five spots is Penn State going to have? Because here's the thing. Between Rachel Gearing, Victoria Van Riel, and Victoria Tuchinski, I could see a scenario where Penn State has like Three of the top four, three of the top five spots. I mean, and I don't feel like convinced about saying that, but I don't think it's totally out of the realm of possibility. I mean, if you look at the Big Ten leaderboard right now, it's Gearing at one, Tachinsky at two, and it's Van Riel at six. I mean, that's that's interesting. Now, I do think the Ohio State women, specifically Aziza Ayub, are really talented. Ayub, I mean. She's run 203. She's super consistent, highly experienced, um, had produced really strong times um, through this season, and now she just finally got to the next uh, you know, spot where she's ultimately kind of reaching that next level of competitive, uh, competitiveness where I think she can be a national qualifier. So ultimately, I, I do think I'm going to take Ayub as the winner here. I like Rachel Gearing a lot. I like Tachinsky a lot, and I like Van Riel a lot, but I'll go uh, Ayub 1, Tachinsky 2, and Gearing 3. But, I mean, P- Penn State could really take three or f- three of those top four. 
or three of those top five. I mean, I, I think Mary Figler as well. She's great. She's a talent. Uh, Aurora Rinda, however, is the other name who we need to talk about. She's run 201 for 800 meters. She was a star this past winter. Really, really good. And All-American as well. She's just been excellent. And she's been really good for a while now. But Rinda ran 206.93 in a Rust Buster to start the season. Which is okay. That's fine. Not a big deal. But then she just ran 207 a few days ago. I don't, I don't know what's kind of going on with Rinda. I mean, it's it's hard. She's also run a 1,500-meter PR this spring. So is she just having unlucky efforts in the 800 meters? Is, you know, is she just, you know, kind of rallying from an injury? I, I don't know. You know, I, I hate to speculate, don't want to speculate. But it is interesting that someone so talented and so dominant this past winter who at one point we were saying, hey, can Rinda win a national title? Now I'm not even sure if she can be a top three scorer at the Big Ten meet. Here's the thing, I can make my predictions as I already did, and Rinda can be in the top three, and all of a sudden, everyone's going to say, well, well, Garrett, why didn't you pick her in the top three? But then she could fall out, and everyone's like, well, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, if you look at her season, that kind of explains it. I, I, I really like Rinda. Um, I think when she's at 100%, that she can be a really, really, really dangerous name, not just in the Big Ten, but throughout the entire NCAA. But we'll see. Uh, we, we will see. So that that's my order, though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Ayub at one. I'm going to go Tachinsky at two and Gearing at three, although I like Gearing's momentum after just running her 203 mark this past uh, weekend. All right, men's 800. Such an interesting field here. I, I can't get a read on any of these men. I mean, you've got guys like, you know, Darius Smallwood, who's run 148, who's really solid. Uh, you know, Hudson Kogal uh, of Wisconsin, he has been really great. Um, I mean, you just kind of go down the list here. Like Nick Miller was, I think, second at the Big Ten Finals. I, someone correct me if I'm wrong on that. He's been awesome, but he doesn't really get past the 149 mark. This Moelez is new. He's had success. Um, it, there's just a lot of guys where I'm like, oh, I like them a lot, but I don't know what to think of them. Uh, I kind of like Smallwood. You know, ran 148 earlier this year, but... Is he going to be? Is he now at a level where he can contend for a title or a top three finish? I don't know. Miles Brown, star during the indoor track season, national qualifier, um, but ultimately hasn't been quite at the same level to separate himself into a tier where we say, okay, he's definitely going to be in the contention for the Big Ten title. I don't know if I can convincingly say that this season, like I might have been able to say that earlier. Dominic Peretta in Heat too. Super experienced, 147 PR, has been pretty solid as of late. Really solid, but there was a big lull there um, for a while where he wasn't necessarily firing on all cylinders. Uh, Hudson Kogail, solid name. Parker Raymond, solid name. Camden Marshall's a tricky one. He won the Big Ten indoor title in the 800 meters in a weird tactical, like he just kind of skated through some of the the gaps within the the final stretch and he's great tactically and he won but man it just it just feels like he's still really young still waiting for him to take that next true step upwards um i i like him tactically i just it'll be interesting to see if he can do it again because this field has really only gotten deeper which is crazy cole johnson's awesome like he's probably probably my favorite 
I, I don't know that for sure. Great during the winter. Um, and then has a win at the Duke Invitational this spring. Um, has yet to really get into the 147 range this spring, but he's really solid, and I really like him. Uh, Nick Miller, as we already mentioned. Alex Still um, has the potential and the talent to win a Big Ten title, but has run like 147 and 148 and 149, and you never really know what you're going to get with him. I think if the pace is fast, like he can get into the 147 range and finish third, but I'm not sure I'm ready to say that he's going to win yet. Antonio Brego, kind of like the Alex Dill version in light of him, basically like a same thing, but you know, it, really what is he doing to get to the next next step here? And that's not like a diss on Abrego. I love Abrego. I think Abrego is going to be awesome. In fact, I even previewed him when he was in high school saying how great he was going to be for Iowa. Um, I, he's just another one of those names where I just really don't know what to think about this field. And Abduhali Hassan, 147 earlier this season, um, I believe second uh, somewhere in Oregon. I believe it's somewhere in that, at Hayward Field. He's another guy where I'm like, yeah, you. he's probably in contention to win this race just as much of, as Cole Johnson is, but I'm not ready to definitively say that. Um, I think he's a title favorite who could very easily not win it at the same time. I don't know if any of that made sense, but ultimately, let me give you my uh, predictions here. I'm going to go Cole Johnson won. Uh, I'm going to go Abduhali Hassan too. And then I'll go Alex Still three. And it's crazy in all of that mess that I could not mention Cooper Williams. Which is just an absurd, absurd thought that we would have had a year or two ago. All right. Moving on to the steeplechase. Women's steeplechase. Not, not going to lie. Um, kind of... An, underwhelming field and maybe it's only underwhelming just because we know what we're going to get out of this field i think it's going to be Alyssa nyman as the favorite it's going to be kayla windemuller of michigan as the second best and then it's kind of open up for that third spot now you could say but garrett what about abby kahoot jackson she's run 941 in the steeplechase she's in this field well the thing with abby kahoot jackson is that she was incredible this past winter, like really good. People don't realize how good she was. 435 miles, second place at the Big Ten Championships. But she hasn't raced all spring. And she's also in the slowest slash non-invite heat, which is basically what I'm just assuming based on some of these entries. It looks like she might be coming back from an injury. That would be my assumption. I don't know. I have no insider info. I don't know. But... I just don't know if I can now say, you know, oh, well, she's going to be a top three finisher from Heat 1. It just doesn't seem likely. So I think Nygman's the obvious choice. Clear, favorite, established, has the super fast time, has the best time in this field this season by a lot. If you include her PR, it's by much, much more. Nygman is undeniably the favorite. If she loses, it'll either be uh, one of two things. It'll be uh, her tripping over a steeplechase, um... And even then, I'm not sure if she loses. Or two, it's a rich strike uh, Kentucky Derby scenario. And uh, everyone just goes insane. Uh, that it, it's a she, She's the obvious favorite. Kayla Windemuller has run well this season. I like her quite a bit. I, I like Faith DeMars in the steeplechase, but I also just... I like Caitlin Stewart-Burnett just as much. I like McKenna Krebs just as much. Uh, Lucinda Crouch just as much. That whole group right there... I, can't, I mean, that... 
that's kind of a good tier to kind of look at. In these races, Krebs is still so young. DeMars is still so young. Stuart Barnett is, at least eligibility-wise, at least young. I actually don't know what her her recruiting cycle was like, so I, I don't know. But ultimately, I think I like Crouch the most. Established, has been here before. Does well in these kind of fields where... It's not easy, but she can certainly become one of the better names. I think she's underrated in general, and I like her. So I, I think as unexciting as this sounds, and I'm sorry for doing this, I think it's truly going to be the top three seeds, and I don't think there's a whole lot of way to like fudge around it. I think, I think it's going to be Nagman 1, Windermuller 2, and you can argue about anyone in the third spot, but I'll take Crouch at the third spot. If I didn't take uh, Crouch, I'd probably take DeMars. So, Men's Steeplechase. This is gonna be <laughs> this is gonna be quite the field. Um, Minnesota has Matthew Wilkinson and Alec Bastian versus Michigan's Christian Hubbaker and Yost Platenik. Uh, Sorry, Yost. I think I'm messing up your last name. Uh, Connor McNeman, uh, Mick Meneman, excuse me, of Penn State and Indiana's Jake Eppard. Strong steeplechasers as well. There's just a slew of these Indiana Michigan guys who are kind of in the mix. I think Jack Mandershot is uh, you know, a little underrated at the 14th seed. Uh, Keelan Grant at the 13th seed, pretty solid. But I think the, the race is very clearly between those top four, the Wilkinson-Baston Minnesota duo or the Huppaker-Platinic-Michigan uh, duo. I hate to be, again, super unexciting, but I, I do think Wilkinson and Bastion are the clear one too. Um it's hard to really look at the Raleigh Relays results and say like, oh, well, that's just gonna how it's going to be here. I'm not convinced on that. Um, Bastion is a really, really strong postseason runner. He's peaked for the postseason multiple times last year. Um, I think Wilkinson has gotten much, much better, and I think he's a stud, um, and I think he can certainly win the Big Ten title. In fact, I really want to pick him, but I, I just think there are enough pieces and signs to suggest that Bastion should should be the favorite here. Um, and I think that's what I'm going to probably do. I'm going to take Bastion. He just peaks in the postseason. Um, I'm not going to let him burn me again. I'm going to take Bastion at one. I'll take Wilkinson two. I like Wilkinson. He's, he's clearly really strong. And if you watch him race, he's a problem. And Hubbaker, I think, you know, him and, and uh, Platink. Uh, Platink. Oh, man, I'm sorry, Yos. I know I'm just butchering that name. But those two Michigan guys... They also peak in the postseason, and they've done that before too. So I, I think you can choose either or. I'm gonna take Hubbaker, but I I don't, you know, it could be, uh, uh either way. So I will, we'll see. But I, I think I'll take the Minnesota boys going one two. I'll take Hubbaker three. Um, and in terms of the, you know, sleeper picks, you can really pick a handful of men here. I think it has to be probably McMenamin, Gebhardt, maybe even Austin Remick. I feel like he probably has a faster PR than I'm realizing. So we'll see, but I'd take those three. All right, let's move on to the final race, I believe. We already did some of these. Yeah, we'll go on to the 5,000 meters, women's 5,000 meters. Going to be a fun one. Um, Jenna Magnus, much like the 10K, she's the very clear and overwhelming favorite. Uh, she will win this race, assuming something doesn't go wrong. Um, the only reason why I maybe slightly hesitate 
on that is because I think Bailey Hurdenstein's a better 5K runner than a miler or better than the 1500 meters. And you can kind of see that with her 1538 PR. You can see that in the fact that she, you know, has run what significantly faster than the next best uh, Big Ten runner in the 5K this year. It's pretty much a one-two punch. And, you know, again, I hate to hate to be so boring here, um, but I think Magnus is so far ahead of Hurdenstein, especially in the 5,000 meters. And I think Hurdenstein is so far ahead of the rest of the field. I think that's a very clear one too. And I can try to be, you know, fancy with my analysis about like, oh, what does it look like? If this race does become more tactical and on the slower side and Hurdenstein is with Magnus, with 400 meters to go, 200 meters to go, I actually think I would take Hurdenstein because of her 1,500 or mile speed. But I don't think Magnus is going to let it come down to that. I think a lot of these women kind of want it to be somewhat honest because I think some of these women fare a little bit better in a faster race. Um, so I'll take those two. We could talk about the Haas twins again, but it's the same thing. I, I do have to wonder where their progress is going to be um, going into this race. I just... It's been, it's been a tough season for, for Bethany. So, um, but you know, her talent is enough to, to ultimately win this race. I just don't know if we'll see that. I think in terms of my third spot, I'm going to take Michaela Perez, Michigan state. I thought she would have run the 10 K. She's not running the 10 K. I can understand why she's running the five K, but I just figured, Oh, well, she might as well run the 10 K since she's the uh, second fastest 10 K runner in the nation. Oh, not the nation in the big 10. Uh, this spring but she has run 1601 this spring it's a new PR just ran it a few weeks ago so yeah I mean I think if the 5k momentum is on her side it might not be a bad idea to attack this 5k I like her a lot I'm going to take her um, I'm going to take her at the third place spot I think it makes sense because I think they probably want to have Perez run the 10k at the regional meets and running two 10ks in back-to-back races not back-to-back races, but back-to-back, you know, meets that you can test. I think that is a lot. So I understand what she's doing here. Um, I don't know what that means for Magnus's hopes in the 10K, but um, I'll move on from that point. And then finally, uh, men's 5K. Oh boy, this is going to be wildly fun. We've got Beatlescomb versus Hacker. This is going to be wildly interesting and unless i missed hacker in a different event unless i missed him i think hacker could beat beetlescomb if, if hacker's fresh you know unless i missed him in, a, in another race i think hacker could uh, could beat beetlescomb beetlescomb's coming off the 10k earlier in the week uh, man it, it really favors hacker who's running really really well right now Knows how to run these Big Ten races. Veach is going to be in the mix. Again, not going to make anything easy for Beatlescomb. Bastion peaks in the postseason. Bob Likings in the 1330s as a 5K runner. Jonathan Davis, by the way, is in this race. If this race gets tactical, what happens with his mile speed? There's so much going on. I mean, there's the, the other Wisconsin guys, of uh, Rowan Ellenberg and Seth Hirsch. I mean, you know, Matthew Wilkinson coming back from that steeplechase. Um, it, it's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, Kurt Eckstein as well, another solid talent. Kyle Mao uh, has to be kind of put into that conversation. 
I, I really don't even know where I'm going with this. I think it's obvious that Beatles, Coleman, Hacker should be the two obvious favorites here. Who amongst those? I don't know who I'm taking convincingly, but I think if you force me, I don't know if this is just me being edgy, but I think I'd take Hacker. I, th- I think i take Hacker. I think he's fresher. Um, I think this is his marquee event. Not that this isn't Beatlescombe's marquee event. And I think he has more mile... Uh, well, that's not true. I was going to say he has more mile speed. That's definitely not true. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really have like a great reason other than I think Hacker is going to be more fresh. And not only that, but I do think Wisconsin can control this race a little bit with having four guys seated in the top eight. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens there. But I'll take Hacker one, Beatlescombe two... I kind of want to do Bastion at three, but I, I just don't know if I can pull that pull that um, trigger there. So I'll go Ben Veach six or Ben Veach the sixth seed at the number three spot. So to recap, I'm going to go Hacker one, Beatlescombe two, and Ben Veach three. Veach just like I said before, he doesn't go away. He is relentless. If this race gets super super tactical, Jonathan Davis gets the third spot. That would be my guess. Um, but yeah, after that, it's just a mess of guys who could be scorers. And I don't feel confident about the order of any of that. I don't even feel confident about the order of the top three, honestly. I mean, I'm sure, you know, it's another one of those situations where Beatlescombe, if he finishes, if he wins the you know the race, everyone goes like, oh, well, Garrett, you know, you, obviously he was the favorite. Obviously you should have picked him. But if he doesn't win, it's like, well, yeah, you know, like, you know, these guys are pretty sneaky good. So, um I think it's a, <laughs> I think it's, I don't want to say a lose-lose, but I, I think it's a much harder race to predict uh, than anything else. So, all right. I know I just kind of rambled into the mic for, I don't even know, how, how far are we into this podcast? About almost 40 minutes. So I appreciate everyone being super cool, working with me here. I, I'm trying my best, but just so everyone knows, um, so we have this coming out. We're going to have some, I think, transfer news tomorrow. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, and then potentially we'll have another podcast, likely with Ben, also unsure, uh, coming out Friday night or Saturday morning. And we'll do that um, in order to recap some of the uh, other analysis in replacement of our first thoughts article. I'll be moving on Saturday, which is why uh, a podcast is a little bit easier. So we will do that. Keep your eyes on the site. Great content on the site. Marl wrote a great preview. We've got an ACC preview as well. Um, got tons of news. We've got good D2, D3 analysis, really, really exciting stuff. So, um, that's all I've got. Hey, leave a rating and review if you can, that would be killer. And in the meantime, enjoy your weekend and, uh, have fun at the big 10 championships.